You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly realistic fantasy booking podcast in the universe, hosted by us. I am, as always, Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is my uh, compatriot, my friend, my best boy. He does all the lighting and rigging for the show, uh, Mikey Manfredi. All the lighting and rigging for the audio podcast. Yeah, well, you're a best boy, so that's (laughs) That's true. This is your job. Mikey. I will say. I am very hot in here. Yes. Because we've, we've traveled to hell, baby. We are in hell. Uh, it's the end of our season three uh, arc, I guess, series, season, or whatever, of Hit the Books when we are ending in hell in a cell, Mikey. Hell in a cell. Turn what, are on favorite se- pay- what are my favorite pay-per-views? It's a solid pay-per-view. Uh, it's a solid pay-per-view all around because it's like, no matter what happens, you're going to see some brutal action. Um, and you know whether or not there's going to have I quit matches in a Hell in a Cell or just a Hell in a Cell itself or disqualifications or whatever you're still going to see brutal action um, that is exciting it's it's one of those gimmicks that um, I've always enjoyed I've always enjoyed Hell in a Cell matches Mikey do you have a favorite Hell in a Cell match? a favorite Hell in a Cell match? Hmm. <laughs> it's like reminisce like the bubble like, yeah boop 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 Huh. Honestly, I really liked uh I believe it was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks was a really good one. Yeah, was Re- that recent? I believe that was last year, I think. Yes, that was the, the that was like the I think the first year the cell was red. Yes. I think I think that's correct. Uh, or maybe the third. I really like I that match. Like I like I haven't watched a lot of Hell in a Cell matches in the past, but I've been watching a more like I've been watching a lot of the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. And I really been like the women's ones have been really blowing me away. Compared to like the that, that Becky Lynch Sasha Banks one was really awesome because they used a bunch of the weapons in ways you never would have thought, which yes. is like sick. Yeah, yeah, like that. I don't know. I really like that one. That one. That one. Like out of a lot of them, that one just like sticks with me a lot. I it's a Hell in a Cell match I haven't seen necessarily, but sticks with me in my brain all the time because i remember when i was younger like and maybe this is like the seed of wrestling planting my head i feel like when i was younger i like walked upstairs this is when i was like in elementary school or something middle school definitely elementary school where i walked upstairs and i saw my dad watching tv and i obviously don't know what day it was or anything but i remember it was like looking back on it, it was like two guys battling inside of a cage, uh, and then it was like one guy hit another guy with a sledgehammer, and like the referee gets like knocked out at something by like the sledgehammer hit or something. And so like, it was a Triple H match. Yeah, looking back on it, I was like, I uh, looked through the, like the Hell in a Cell matches. I think my dad was watching Triple H versus Batista in a Hell in a Cell match. Nice. Which would. If that was the, and I remember watching it a little bit, I was like, "This is awesome! This is I love watching this." I think that was technically the first ever wrestling I've seen in my life. 
good way to start. And then, like, years later, I was like, oh, Friday Night Smackdown, what's this? Oh, this is enjoyable. I like watching this. And then here we are. I'm now oh, at Hell in a Cell. Oh, this is wrestling. So, yeah, I think, I think Hell in a Cell might have been, like, the inception point uh, mm. of my wrestling fan ex- uh, career. <laughs> nice. As, as you know, all Definitely fans make a career. Well, yeah, yeah, that's on my business card. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've always enjoyed Hell in a Cell. I think it's been a great format for just like craziness. Obviously, there's some great ones. I really enjoyed the. It's another recent one, but the big uh, not Biggie, but New Day versus the Usos Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it. What they've been doing a lot in the most modern Hell in a Cell matches is making the cell red. But one making the cell red, but two like adding the inclusion of like using the weapons in a different way. I mean, obviously like you have to come up with new stuff all the time, but like the, the trapping, I believe it was Xavier in the corner with all the kendo sticks and then just beating him down. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch one, then like building a chair in a corner and having like, some, one of them sat on it, then the other, like, I think I think Becky was sitting on it, and Sasha hit it with a meteora, right? I believe that's correct. I believe Off that's the correct. apron, that was crazy. But, like, using the cell in that manner, I think it was, like, always a cool idea. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. you have, like, the older older times, like, obviously, Mankind, Undertaker. We can't go without talking about that. The Probably one of the more famous Hell in a Cell matches that's also the Undertaker's is Undertaker versus Triple H with special guest referee Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yeah. I mean that one's less of a WrestleMania match, right? Yes, that one's less of a Hell in a Cell match, more of a just like us a movie. (laughs) Yeah, like that one's just like we're here to tell a story that happens to be in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's just it was a great one. It was a classic, classic match. Um, And hopefully, Mikey, today we're going to book some classic Hell in a Cell matches here. Um, Hell in a Cell moments. This is our end of our season three, folks. So this is our last pay per view before we get into season four. So this Friday we're gonna have a whole draft. So uh, the meta story here, Mikey, is choosing new or new or keeping potential champions to potentially <laughs> hold them over for the draft. Uh, <laughs> that's the meta story here. I'm making a very bold move. I'm not gonna lie to you. With, I, I, with, on that front, there I think there's bold moves all over the place happening. Uh, and I'm nervous about it all. Uh, but I'm excited, again, about Hell in a Cell. I think we have a solid card here. We booked or put the card in order already. Mikey, do you want to start running it down? Yes. All right, so our pre-show match. We got Sami Zayn and Humberto Carrillo taking on Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Following that, we have Alistair Black versus The Fiend in a Hell in a Cell match. Then we got Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler taking on Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Then we have Shayna Baszler taking on Sony Deville for the Raw Women's Championship. Then we got Edge and Daniel Bryan versus the Disciples for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This is true. Then we have a tables match for the United States Championship between defending Tommaso Ciampa taking on challenger Kevin Owens. After that, we got our champ, our SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks defending her title against Ember Moon. Uh, and then we have a six-man tag match. You know, a, a classic Ryan Knightsey Raw booking favorite. A six-man tag, the Bloodline versus the New Day. Then for our main event, we have Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole in a Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, all the way from all the way from Evolve to Hell in a Cell. Oof. Holy crap, McIntyre Cole, what a main event! Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. For it. I'm super excited for it. But let's get into it, Mikey. Yeah, whatever. Let's get into it. I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's take this trip to hell. Starting off with the pre-show: Sami Zayn and Humberto Carrillo versus Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Mikey, what is happening in this match? In this matchup. The winners, after a long couple of weeks build yeah, between these two teams, we got Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander picking up yet another victory. Hey. Over Sami Zayn and Huberto Carrillo tonight. Who pins whom? That's my question. We got Cedric Alexander pinning Humberto Carrillo. Okay. Okay. So Zayn walks away, not completely unscathed, but... 
basically unscathed. But not pinned, so yeah. good on him. Uh, okay, so I think solid pre-show. You know, Mustafa yeah, this Ali. Is, this is more for me to build Mustafa and Cedric as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Get them in a little bit of a feud with two other guys. Uh, have a big name with Sami Zayn and have an up-and-comer paired with that big name in Humberto Carrillo. I think it kind of pushes both. They may have lost, but I think it pushes both of them mm-hmm. a little bit here. Yeah, uh, it's building towards the future is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Right before a draft. Yeah, right before a draft. <laughs> uh, All right, well, Ali and Cedric Alexander pick up the win there in the pre-show. Ryan, opening Hell in a Cell, what do we got? Opening Hell in a Cell, we have Aleister Black versus The Fiend in a Hell in a Cell match. Mikey, obviously we've been building this match for weeks. If you have not been listening at home, it's basically Alistair Black uh, wants to... Keith Lee, I should say. W- start there. WWE Champion Keith Lee was apprehended by Roman Reigns and the the blood, rest of the bloodline, LLC and all that. Alistair Black has been looking for him. Uh, the Bray Wyatt says he knows where Keith Lee is, but to tell him to help Keith Lee get escaped... Uh, the Fiend wants Aleister Black's soul, so he's putting it on the line here in this Hell in a Cell match. Very much a sort of monster movie, uh, weird storyline here. I like it. Is this going to be one of those like cinematic hell, like cinematic matches? No, have- it's not going to be cinematic because it's definitely in front of fans here. But it's- I feel like I feel like. If any, if anything would work, it'd be this. But it, Black and Fiend Hell in a Cell match. It's definitely like how New Japan breaks up the G1 climax between A Block and B Block. This mm-hmm. match is the B Block, and the main event, McIntyre Adam Cole, is more of the A Block. And what I mean by that is the work rate is going to come from the main event, McIntyre versus Cole, but the story is going to come from Black versus the Fiend. You're right. You know that I feel like that's what's coming out. Uh, speaking about coming out. Um, the Fiend, when he walks out to steal an idea from a couple episodes ago, I don't know if you remember, Mikey, The Fiend walks out, not with a Bray Wyatt lantern head, but instead Alistair Black, Black. Nice. is that lantern head. Um, That's just, horrifying. It's terrifying. And that, I'm sure Alistair Black won't flinch, but like to me, a person, if I saw, if I was a wrestler, and I saw my opponent come out with a head, my with, own with head. my head as a lantern, I'd be terrified terrified uh but here we go alistair black versus the fiend obviously the match begins a lot of back and forth um a lot of listening to your hurt hands um listen to these hurt hands but eventually the winner goes to alistair black whoa gets the win over the big win there Big win for Aleister Black here. No soul for you today, Fiend. Yes, this match has been left all on the line. I'm sure there was there was blood involved based on the the go-home moment. Um, but a lot of back and forth destruction action. These are two guys that are you know, fighting for life and death here. Soul and, and all that jazz. So, Ryan, know, important question. Yes. What's the finishing spot? The finishing spot, obviously, is going to be um, – uh, it's not necessarily the finishing spot, but there's definitely a moment near the end where Bray Wyatt is going to do a Sister Abigail to Aleister Black into the chains of the cell. Um, Black mm-hmm. gets out of it and basically does a fade to Black to Fiend's head while Fiend's head's like next to the cell. So it's like he basically gets like squashed. It, I, thought it, I thought it was a black mass, the kick. Yes. What is the fade to black? I feel like I've been calling it the fade to black I forever. I feel like the, the black mass is the kick. I think I think you're right. <laughs> I feel like I've been calling it wrong this entire time for like months. Yeah, it's the the the, the kick is the black mass. Then what's fade to black? <laughs> is that anything? That's just what he says he's gonna do to people. Oh, it's like is that is that something? He if said I... he's gonna make him fade to black. That's what he does. Uh, he's the fade to black with, guy. With... It's a black mass. Oh, okay. Well, then he uses the black mass. I, you know, don't you don't get off my back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what? First off, I'm just looking up now. His, do you know his first name's Tom? I just think that's fun. Uh, yes. Alistair Black's real first name is Tom. I just think that's fun. 
Black Mass. Yeah, there we the go. Sumerian, he was in the Sumerian Death Squad with that name, right? Sure. Are the name similar to it? I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, Black Mass into the cell, uh, sort of squishing the fiend's head against the cell there. Um, yeah, because in 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 the Sumerian Death Squad, he was Tommy End. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he, you know, comes back in the ring, diving foot stomp, but then picks him up, one, picks up the fiend once again. Um, the fiend's just sort of like laughing. Um, and then spins into the black mass. One, two, three, Alistair Black wins. That's dope. There we go. Alistair Black wins. I like it. Uh, I like it. Behind the curtain, and it's this is an important match. Alistair Black needs to win here. There's multiple reasons why he needs to win here, and I can't go into further detail. So we'll move right along. Why won't we? Interesting. Yeah, well, I can't yet. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll talk about it All later. Right. Well, since we're moving right along, next up we have Robert Rude and Dolph Ziggler taking on Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Rude and Ziggler got on a big win streak coming up to Hell in a Cell, decided they wanted to challenge for the tag team titles. The tag team champion Strong and O'Reilly decided they wanted to take the challenge. And in the end, Strong and O'Reilly pick up the victory and retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Hey, makes sense. Makes sense. You know, a little bit of a win streak for Rude and Ziggler, but they're not yet they're not championship material. Strong and O'Reilly just getting the win, I think makes sense. Especially with the loss will may only make them stronger. They will learn from this. Yes, they'll learn. They'll adapt. Uh, they'll they'll get str- they'll get Roderick stronger, um, and they'll and they'll move on. I think I think it makes sense. I, I think they'll this, get, they'll get Robert sense. Ruder. <laughs> they'll get Ruder. They'll get Ziggler. <laughs> Ziggler. Uh, this makes sense. I, I mean, I don't have like any like thoughts or concerns about it. It's like it's just like yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, next, what do we got next up, Ryan? Shayna Baszler versus Sonya Deville for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Sony Deville returning from a months-long injury uh, in our universe. Uh, returns finally. She wants to challenge Sheena Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship. This sort of MMA versus MMA style here is what this we're going for. This would have been for. a good Hell in a Cell match because it would have been two cage fighters in a cage. This is true, but uh, I, we're not there yet. At the very least, we're at the start of the story. Uh, where Shayna Baszler is defending her title versus Sonya Deville. Uh, very much a grapple fest match here. Uh, but the winner is Shayna Baszler. Yeah, saw that one coming. But I like Sonya Deville's challenger. Hopefully, hopefully this is not where the story ends. Yeah, I, I, I wanted. I really, really wanted this match. <laughs> I still, in real life, I really want this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sonya Deville has all the tools of the trade. I think she can successfully hold her own. I think Shayna Baszler has also a lot of good tools. Uh, very much a Ryan-like match, match to have a grapple fest here. Um, Indeed. Also breaks up from you know that sort of high octane styles of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I think she Sonya Deville has been gone for so long that like she even though she's been on a three week three week winning streak. Um, she has not yet, uh, in my eyes, earned the Raw Women's Championship compared to Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shayna Baszler, if you look at the like that sort of ocelot ranking system I have, I've been doing for our show, Mikey, to figure out who's like the ranking. She's mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler's like number one by like a country mile. So it's just like Shayna Baszler's her, someone that's taking the title off of Shayna Baszler is going to be huge, and I'm excited to see who that could be. I don't know who it will be. I have All ideas. Right. I have ideas and plans, but we'll see. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Can't wait. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yes. Yeah. Assuming as long the... as you keep both of them in the draft. Yes. Yeah. That's the problem with this this pay-per-view for me. Assuming and that's why I'm like... You have them both in the draft. That's the problem with this pay-per-view is my nerves regarding this entire pay-per-view is that I, I, I talked about this last episode of hit the books, but I feel like I'm hitting sort of a stride in my booking, but now the draft is going to come over and I may lose up to half or more of my roster. So mm-hmm. I'm terrified uh, because there are so many people I want to keep for specific storyline reasons. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, dang it. I may lose all of them. You better draft them. So I gotta, I gotta figure out what to do here. Uh, but I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep Sheena Beasler. Uh, hopefully get 
uh, some more challengers, some new interesting challengers for Shayna Baszler in the draft. Cool. Well, Ryan, we got another Raw match next up. What do we got? We have for the Raw Tag Team Championships, Edge and Daniel Bryan versus the Disciples. I note here that there's with Mastiff, so that means it's Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus Edge and Daniel Bryan here. Ooh. Yeah, so this is a I like how Rollins handling this by himself. He's like, listen, Mastiff, I got this. I got this. I'm stepping in this time. Free bird rules, baby. So, uh, or sorry, new day rules, baby. So we got yeah. Seth Rollins coming in, defending the titles with his disciple Murphy. Uh, I mean, Mikey, this is like a match that's been brewing. It's been it's a match that's been brewing forever between Edge and Seth Rollins, and now we're spinning off into sort of a new territory for tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to say that uh, the winner of this match are the new Raw Tag Team Champions, Edge and Daniel Bryan. Wow, big moves over there. Big money moves. Edge wow. and Daniel Bryan win the Raw Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins and the Disciples lose the titles. Uh, the neck, the neck boys have won. The neck boys, uh, the broken neck boys have won. Um, the broken neck gang. <laughs> uh, BNG all day. Uh, Edge and Dana Bryan win the titles. Uh, I've been wanting this for quite a while, Mikey, and I have still plans for them. Um, hopefully, you know, excited for what to do. I had a plan to do, I had a plan for something in this episode of For Hell in a Cell, but uh, uh, other things got in the way. So I was like, oh, I got to drop it, save it for later. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the meantime, Edge and Daniel Bryan win the Raw Tag Team Championship. Thoughts on that? I love it. Big, big, big title change here, taking them off the Disciples who have had them for a while now. And I like Edge and Daniel Bryan, the newly formed tag team, getting getting the titles together. Yes. Thoughts on uh, uh, not only the fact that they, they've lost the titles, but the fact that they are 100% available in this draft, the Seth Rollins and the Disciples. Also, it's very interesting because I ha- they can make some interesting interesting things happen over on SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> I I did that. I'm like, I was like, well, huh. I'm going to take... Just to rub it in your face, I'm gonna take like one of the disciples, and that's it. <laughs> it's possible. I've been thinking I'm just about. Gonna be like, I'm gonna take Buddy Murphy, and that's it. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be. I've been thinking about how we're gonna be doing uh, the draft this year, and I think I'm. I have a pitch for you, but we'll, obviously we'll get to that later. Oh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. No, I, let's talk about it now. So I've been. I was thinking about like in the draft, we have like the tag teams or factions in there, but we mm-hmm. also have like the individual people in there as well so if like Mm -hmm. if you take the disciples then you know they're gone but if you just want murphy you can take murphy you can draft like mastiff later but uh you can like get into like you know make it modular my thought was because like in this year's draft instead of that being a package deal like they usually are yes they're not necessarily a package deal you could get them as you if you want them as a package deal you can just get them right away as a tag team but you can, or, I, or you could do, or you could do the thing like breaking up the fucking new day. Yeah, exactly. Which is where my idea came from. Is like they broke up a lot of tag teams, so I thought it was just like, well, I guess in theory we should also potentially do that. And then mm-hmm. my other fear, Mikey, is that should we should this is the second idea pitch was like, should we uh, allow champions to be <laughs> drafted? Because I mean, the, t- the main titles have switched, the mid card titles have switched, the tag titles have switched brands. It's true. So I'm just sort of like, I'm sitting here like, oh, wait, hold on. Even if I put Edge and Daniel Bryan in the titles, should they be available to pick up? They just, just switch to do the, do the title switch again. Exactly. So now I guess I'm, I'm fearful of that. Um, to look it up uh, before, uh, the Disciples have held the titles since 2019. Some point in 2019, I don't know when, but presumably late 2019. They lost it to the New Day June 14th, then recaptured the titles July 19th, and have held since then. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? I feel like I feel like I kind of predicted this because I'm wearing my Daniel Bryan shirt today. Hey, like, completely by coincidence, actually. 
completely yeah, coincidence. I wanted them to. I think I think that there's a good story brewing here, and I in my head, presuming I can keep all these guys. I got I got ideas. I got ideas. The the, te- the idea tentacle octopus is out. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. All right, well, next up, we got our big United States Championship match. We got Tommaso Ciampa taking on Kevin Owens in a tables match. Yes, a tables match with the U.S. title. Holy crap. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Okay, so this match has been brewing since uh, Kevin Owens had Tommaso Ciampa on the KO show mm-hmm. uh, and chall- and basically challenged him there for the United States Championship, and these two have been brawling. They got into a fight last week. And Kevin Owens got to pick the stipulation for for the Hell in the Cell. He picked tables match. Kevin Owens has sort of been like circling the drain on the U.S. title for quite a while. Yes, uh, you know he was going after Pete Dunne, but then you know Pete Dunne went to NXT and in his place Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, you know it's been Kevin Owens has been like circling drain, but hasn't been able to get it. Will he get it today, Mikey? Unfortunately, he will not. Tommaso Champa picks up the victory. Oh my god! At some point, there's two tables that get set up on the outside, and Champa hits the Project Champa off of the apron through the two tables, winning oh the match. God. Oh my god! Honestly, Mikey, 100% thought Kevin Owens is winning here. I have after another. Well, I have plans. Can can you expound on it. expound on them in incapacity or you no, gotta, you not gotta right now or else it will be a spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, why why not? Oh, you you can't. I can't ask any questions because you also. I wanted Champa to have a little bit of a longer reign. Uh, okay, I think Champa is an awesome competitor, and I like Champa being the United States champion. I like where he's at right now. I like uh, different challengers going after Champa. So I didn't want him to lose it so quickly, you know. In in the main roster it's, it's universe, first, like major major challenger of Kevin Owens. That's fair. In the main roster universe of WWE, how likely is it that there's a T-shirt called uh, Tomasa Champion? Tomasa? No, it's just Tomaso, but instead of it's Champa, but it's C H A M P A. Champa. Champa. There we go. Yeah, that works. That works. The one hundred percent that shirt exists in this universe. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Because you just know the. WWE main roster is like, hey, kids will buy this. Yeah, uh, like it. U.S. title victory to Tommaso Ciampa. You know, he coming in, coming to SmackDown and just sort of laying the SmackDown, if you will, laying the SmackDown on Kevin Owens, putting him through two tables, and retaining his United States Championship. Uh, his current uh, record in this universe, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, is five and one. Of all the matches we've seen of his, is five and one. Tommaso Ciampa doing quite well for himself. Tommaso Ciampa gets the victory. Uh, let's go into the next match, which is for the SmackDown Women's Title. Mikey, what is happening? We got Ember Moon taking on Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Woo! And in this match, Sasha Banks retains her title. Oh. Okay, I'm not su- I'm not like a hundred percent surprised by Sasha Banks retaining, but I'm upset by it. <laughs> yeah, Ember Moon. <sighs> I me personally is upset by it. I was going back and forth on a lot of story things here, and I figured Sasha Banks winning and going that branch of the tree made more sense uh to what i'm building towards mm-hmm. um than than ember moon getting than the ember moon uh alternate universe where ember moon is champion that's fair uh i can say that i'm personally upset by this because i was hoping ember moon would win so that sasha banks could be available in the draft and i could draft sasha banks because I've, I've been i've been meaning to draft sasha banks and this entire entire realm of our universe, Mikey, I have never booked a single Sasha Banks match. I've never booked a storyline really? with Sasha Banks, and I wow. want to, but I can't. Sasha Banks is the the women's champion, man. Because that's the other thing. I just talked about how, like, in the draft upcoming, it, like, cha- I, maybe champions can swap. But if champions swap, they have to swap. Like, they can't just be like, "Oh, we have two titles and one brand." 
So, mm. like, if I wanted to be like, I'm picking up Sasha, I have to lose Shayna. Then I get Shayna, yeah. Uh, automatically. So, I'm upset. Because I also think there's a really good story with Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks feuding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey thing. I think Sasha Banks would be a great potential challenger to take down Shayna Baszler. Uh, so, I'm upset. <laughs> Personally, I'm upset by this result. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, Damn we got you, you. Got a big matchup next. What do you got? I'm just, I'm just reeling. Still, I'm just reeling. Ah, oh, god damn it! Because I, I'm reeling because there's plans that are broken now, and I, that's what's Oops. happening in my brain. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. My plans, my plans are in fruition now. Don't apologize to me. We're enemies. We're we're frenemies actually, I guess. But the enemy part is really coming through right now. Uh, next up, we have the six-man tag match between the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, and the Usos versus New Day, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods. Uh, big six-man tag that's sort of been brewing since the New Day have come back. Uh, taking on the Bloodline. Bloodline, of course, from, held by Roman Reigns, who is currently holding on to the WWE Championship, uh, which does not belong to him. It belongs to Kevin, not Kevin, it belongs to Keith Lee, uh, who is the who has been missing? Uh, you know, since Roman Reigns and the rest of the Bloodline the LLC abducted him, what months ago at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've seen our WWE champion since uh, season three, episode twenty one. Uh, that is when we had Sean on the show. That is how long ago uh, Keith Lee has been missing. I'm trying to see if I can look back to see if I can find the actual date. What did I say? Episode 21. That was September 4th. <laughs> September 4th. Jeez. Which I guess since it's Monday Almost Night... Almost two months now, Keith Lee has been missing. Well, since it's Monday Night Raw, wouldn't that be actually August 31st <laughs> or something? Yeah, I guess so. Like, it's August, actually, <laughs> since Keith <laughs> Lee has been missing. Um... It has been nearly two months that Keith Lee has been missing. But the Bloodline versus the New Day. Uh, also, other story points to talk about. The New Day, uh, along with Edge and Daniel Bryan, the new Raw Tag Team Champions, won a 10-man tag last week where, uh, uh, you know, the Usos lost. We're on the losing side of that. In an interview segment before that, Roman Reigns said uh, regarding the Usos that uh, they need to sort of hold their weight of their bargain. Uh, they know this and all this stuff, all this sort of dialogue. So, uh, you know, Roman Reigns is looking not only looking for a win, but uh, looking for the Usos to step it up and get help him get that win uh, mm-hmm. over the New Day, who, you know, New Edge and Daniel Bryan, you know, they they lost to Edge and Daniel Bryan before. Maybe they want to try again, have that run that match back uh, and go for the title. So who knows if the New Day win? Definitely maybe number one contenders match in a way. Who knows? Either way, during this match, a lot of back and forth six man tag action at some point in the match uh Rowan Reigns you know sort of as we sort of come to expect storyline wise yet is just sort of berating the Usos both Jimmy and Jay um you know getting their, telling them to get their crap together telling them yep. to you know pull step up uh, step up to the table or whatever uh, you know you know listen to him whatever follow his lead all these sort of things and this results in sort of the Usos leaving the match mid-match. Oh, no. Leaving Roman by himself. This results into basically a one-on-three, the New Day win. All right. Was not expecting that. I was expecting a big win from the Bloodline here. No, the New Day win. A little bit of tension there. After the match, <gasps> Keith Lee returns. <gasps> Keith Lee is back. And he returns to take out Roman. You know, Roman's by himself now. He's coming back to get that sweet, sweet justice and that sweet, sweet title belt. Keith Lee picks back up his WWE championship. And Keith Lee stands tall with the New Day over the fallen Roman. The Roman Empire, has it fallen? I don't know. At the very least, uh, it's not looking good for the Roman Empire. No, not at all. But Keith Lee being back, nice, 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 big return. Glad he's glad glad he's back from wherever he got from from wherever that secondary location was. Yes, yes. 
Uh, and I'll talk about it here now, Mikey. Uh, uh, one of the reasons Alistair Black had to win uh, was so that Keefley can return. Yeah. So right. so that, that there's that continuity there. Alistair Black wins. Later in the night, Keefley returns. Big old pop from the WWE Universe. WWE Champions back uh, to, to regain control of Monday Night Raw. Roman's not looking good. He let go of the LLC. He lost the Usos. So we'll see how the draft turns out for Roman, and we'll see what how everything goes down coming up. You know, I love it. I love Keith Lee's return. Big, big moment. Getting the crowd on their feet for their getting the crowd on the feet, getting the crowd pumped up for the main event coming up. But first, oh, oh yes, but first, <laughs> but first. In in conjunction with the raw general manager, since he is his current superstar, our truth is being used here. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Adam Cole enter the enter the ring for their Hell in a Cell match. The cell is lowering. Then all of a sudden, at the top of the ramp, Drake Maverick runs out with the twenty four seven championship with our truth in tow. R-Truth chasing Maverick down the ramp. Maverick is not paying attention to where he is running. So after circling around the Hell in a Cell for a bit, he ends up running headfirst into it as it lowers to the floor. And he knocks himself out. Truth then goes for the pin, to which the ref says, Truth, you're already champion. You don't need to do this. Hold on, can I ask a quick question? Yes. Is this inside the cell or happening outside the cell? This is happening outside the cell. Okay, cool. Uh, then Truth counts the pin for himself and celebrates winning, quote-unquote, back his 24-7 championship. Truth then grabs the ref's hand and raises it, pointing at the ref. The ref is no-selling Truth the whole time. And Truth has won back his 24-7 championship. Heavy quotations on that. <laughs> he thinks he's won. He thinks he... Because he, cause he lost it. He lost it, but not lost it as in getting pinned he just misplaced it so he's winning back <laughs> he, instead of instead of finding he lost, it he lost it drew uh he lost it not drew McIntyre. he lost it Drake maverick found it so because so truth <laughs> instead of finding it wins it <laughs> yes uh our truth what a, what a guy but R Truth also acting as the referee here. Uh, good for him, I guess. Maybe that's what the R in R Truth stands for. Referee Truth. <laughs> referee Truth. Love to see it, baby. Well, right. with that nonsense out of the way, let's talk about this main event. All right. Well, we got Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole in the Hell in a Cell match, baby. Yes. I like to talk about work weight, work rate city. Yeah. All right. So there's two points in this match I want to. I want to get to. Okay. One is where they're fighting on the outside and Drew McIntyre claymores Adam Cole through the cell wall. Oh, so they're on the outside now. Uh, they are battling each other. Cole tries to run away from McIntyre by going up the cell. Classic. They both go to the top. They both are fighting on top of the cell now. And there is one point where a move is done in the mid. I don't know. I, I, I still can't parse what move this could be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there is a point where they both fall through the top of the cell and land on the, the land on the ring. Oh shit! Both of them. Both of them. Holy crap! They crash to the mat. Both of them down. The referees call for medics. Uh, the medics run to the the medics run to the ring with a stretcher. Go check on them. They get in the cell, but then the medics do something weird. The medics lock the cell door behind them. The medics take off their hats and their sunglasses, and it turns out it's Sami Zayn and Humberto Carrillo. Zayn, re- Zayn removes a blanket off of the stretcher, revealing the Money in the Bank briefcase. He runs to the ref, cashes it in, making it a triple threat match. Oh, oh my Carrillo God! grabs the chair from under the ring and beats down Adam Cole and gets rid of him. Zayn picks up McIntyre, props him in the corner, Hits him with a big halluva kick and pins him one, two, three. <laughs> Sammy Zayn is your new universal <laughs> champion. Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my god! Oh. 
What? Pulled the trigger. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Sammy Zane. with a bang, baby. Oh my god. Sammy Zane, your new universal champion. What a what a way to do it. What a way to do it, Sammy Zane. The plan Zane. was they disguise themselves as, as medics so they can get into the cell. Yeah, makes sense. And it worked. And it worked beautifully. Yes. And Teamed then I like I like I like the visual of them like running up with the stretcher with like a like a shock blanket on it. Mm-hmm. And then Zane rips the shock blanket off and the money in the bank briefcase is just on the stretcher. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking Sami Zayn teams up with Humberto. They work well as a unit. I mean, they even lose the pre-show match, but they still are working as a unit. That's why they lose the pre-show match, right? That makes. I guess that makes sense. Because it puts over it. It gets filled for Ali and Alexander, but then they get this bump moment. Yeah. Holy crap! But then also like the fact that like you've been putting like Sami Zayn in the main events a little bit, just sort of like on SmackDown, just being like, hey, guess what? Don't forget. I had to pull the trigger eventually. Oh my and I god! Season three finale might as well be the place to do it. What a holy crap! <laughs> Pins McIntyre too. Holy crap! He got to pin yeah. Cole, but he pins Pins the McIntyre. champ. That's a statement. After the two, after Cole and McIntyre crashed through the top of the cell and are both down, Zayn figured that was his moment. That's amazing. That is amazing. I cannot believe Sami Zayn, the new Universal Champion, yeah. on SmackDown. The reign of Zayn the reign has of begun. Zane has begun. This is my this is a Michael Cole tagline. We're going to replace the we're going to replace the strap on the Universal Championship. Make a checkerboard. <laughs> Holy crap, Sami Zayn. The reign of Zane. Holy crap. Cannot believe it. Yeah. Cashing in the money in the bank briefcase he's had for so long. I'm stunned. Good. That was, I'm that was stunned. <laughs> that's, that's why I was so back and forth on it. I was so back and forth on whether Sami Zayn, on how Sami Zayn would cash in. Because I, I didn't want to do it. Mostly because I didn't want to do it to Drew McIntyre, right? Because I wanted to be yeah. this big dominant champion who had this long ass reign, but then I thought we've built up Drew McIntyre so much. We already know he's this threat. We don't need to have this long ass title reign to prove he's the best because we already know this. We've been building this for two years now that he's the best. Yes, and I figured that this is. If Zane were to cash in a Money in the Bank briefcase, this is the most Zane way to do it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So I figured it doesn't take much away from McIntyre because we know he's we know he's strong. We know he's a good champion. We know that if he had the chance, like if he was fighting Zane for it, he probably would have won. But we got the yeah. character moment of Zane popping into the. The big, the big time here, with that money in the bank yeah. briefcase and stealing that title, with the help of Carrillo, of course. Uh, I'm looking at the championship history. Uh, McIntyre, obviously, in our universe, uh, a one-time WWE champion, holding on that title for uh, May 19th to July 2nd. He actually hasn't had an extremely long reign. Because uh, he only held that title for about, you know, a month and a half. Um, yeah, about a month and a half, let's say. And then he won the Universal Championship August 23rd and then held that title, obviously, for a couple of months um, until losing it now to Sami Zayn. You're right. He hasn't had, he hasn't really had long reigns, but he doesn't need the long reigns to prove how much of a badass he is because... He, it's already been proven. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's kind of what that was kind of my thought process, and and the other thought process was I'm gonna have to pull the trigger on Zayn at some point. Yeah. And if I don't do it now, I'm at risk of losing him. True. 
So I figured I'd pull and and I thought it'd make a good finale for season two. It's a great it's a great finale. I thought it would cap off the, the season quite well. That was great. Mikey, that was great. I really enjoyed that. I hope you listening at home enjoyed that because I, I love that a lot. That was crazy. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm still stunned. What this has been like this pay per view top down has been just like Swerve City. This just just this end, like from match from the semi main to the main, everything that has happened is just nuts. Yeah. Like, in in just two matches time, we had Keith Lee returning. We had a twenty four seven spot. We had Drew McIntyre and Adam Cole going through the top of the cell. We had Sami Zayn cashing in. Oh my god! It's just call call this show Isaiah Scott because this is Swerve City. Swerve City. Oh my. And I, I hate to say it, Mikey, but it is not done, of course. We have booked no. the pay-per-view, but our longtime listeners know this. At every pay-per-view, we hit our randomizer. Yeah. We, we're going to change things up. Things happen. You know, these things happen. We have to hit the randomizer on each other. It's a list of, like, 40 items. Injuries. Cha- championships have forced to be changed. Um, results being known about by date or by Maeve Delts. Um, you know, these things happen, maybe call-ups right before the draft. Uh, who <laughs> knows, but we're going to roll it on each other as we do every pay-per-view. Uh, typically audience, you vote on it for our weekly show on Fridays, but on pay-per-views, we roll on each other here. Mm-hmm. Mikey, I'm nervous because I love this pay-per-view. All right. I'm nervous well, about I did get my bad news bears here. You got your result. What is it? I did spin my result. Do you want the news, Ryan? Do I? Probably not. I got your result. Do you want that news? Are you, are you sure? Are you sure you want the news? It's kind of rough. Okay, hit me. It's kind of rough because I get a miraculous recovery again. Hey! Whatever to see which injured wrestler is healed faster than a D4 plus one to see how many weeks their, their return is shortened by. That's awesome. Now, before we figure so that out. I get to recover one of my injured so who's injured right now? You got uh, Danny Birch. You got Danny Birch. When did Ruby Riot? Uh, at on Ruby Riot was injured uh, in the match. Right, 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 right. When we had that's why I just had her in a promo. When we had Zach. When we had Zach. When does Ruby Riot come back? Yeah. And then we also have Bobby Fish who's injured. Yeah, yeah, that's why I just okay. So we got Ruby Riot, Bobby Fish, and Danny Birch on the injured list. Yes, I'm looking up now. Ruby Riot uh, scheduled to return November 20th. Right, that's good, right. That's why I did that, that's why I did that whole promo yet uh, on Friday is to to just to write her off TV for a little. Yes. Bit. Um. Well, before we figure that out, Mikey, I think it's only fair for me to give you the potential options available to you because i rolled and i got a career ender what <laughs> you know maybe falling through the cell isn't the best healthiest option the career ender no. the you know you know i did kind of ask for that huh? the worst injury someone could suffer in our randomizer roll a d whatever roll a d whatever to see what wrestler gets hurt and then a d20 Plus 20 to see how many weeks they're out. They're gone for... At minimum, it's 21 weeks. At maximum, it's 40. At minimum, 21 weeks. Half a year, basically. Almost half a year at minimum. Ryan, why would you do this to me? Uh, Hey, it's the randomizer, baby. Right before a draft, too. Right before a draft. (sighs) So, uh, who won SmackDown? <laughs> so we have... Yeah, Zane, Zane Carrillo. That would suck. <laughs> that would not suck. Uh, yeah, Zane Carrillo, Ali Alexander. That's four. Rude Ziggler. Another. Strong O'Reilly. Eight. Owens Champa. Ten. Moon Banks. Twelve. McIntyre Cole. Thirteen, fourteen. One of those people... It's gonna be at rule. Was it? Yeah, I said fourteen, right? So sorry, Mikey. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I have to do this to you. Hey, if it's a, if it works, like if oh, McIntyre gets like injured or whatever, then like, hey, he's gone. 
Um, foo boy. Let's see. Huh. Okay. Or at least I still got that miraculous recovery in the bank. This is true. Mikey, I've rolled the D14. And. Oh, God. It's. It's okay? <laughs> it's a two. Humberto Carrillo. Oh, Sami Zayn's right hand man. Sami Zayn's right hand. So, oh, Humberto no. Carrillo is obviously not going to be in this main event segment. That's fine. We'll have Sami Zayn by himself. Sami Zayn by himself. I think himself. he can handle it after the two crashes on top of the cell. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Takes out Cole, then props up McIntyre for the Luba kick. Yeah. Uh, we have to see how long Humberto Carrillo is out. Um, obviously. Ugh, so, rolling a D20 here. I'm just giving him the rub again. It's just, I know, you're just giving him a rub. The... Seven. 27 weeks. Oh, Humberto Creo. Well, now do I get to roll for my miraculous recovery? Yes, you do. Which superstar are you going to use it on? Well, I got to. I have to roll a D four and figure it out from there. I guess. I guess that's 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 fair. Uh, what did we say? Right. Twenty seven weeks. Twenty seven weeks. Humberto Carrillo injured. One week after, <laughs> he comes back a week after Danny Birch. <laughs> All right, my D four rolled a three, so Bobby Fish. Hey, that's that's good, that's good. Keep undisputed air stronger. Yeah, I feel like you had a miraculous recovery in like strong or something. Yeah, I, I did get a nice miraculous recovery. Um, and then what does it roll a D four plus one to see how many weeks their thing is short by? Uh, yes, I believe so. What did I say D four plus one. Yeah, I think that's what it said. Yes, D four plus one. Okay, I would roll that same D four again. Four weeks plus one, so his, his return is shortened by five weeks. So it goes from 14 to nine. That's four, very nice. 14 weeks total to nine weeks. Let's see. Bobby Fish is five weeks return, so that's one, two, three, uh, four, five. Returns the same day Ruby Riot does. Awesome. November 20th. Neat. Undisputed Era coming back strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The whole squad, the whole squad's coming back. Whole squad rolling deep. <laughs> November twentieth, the whole squad comes back. Uh, wow. Uh, I'm looking it up real quick. And then we got so Danny Burch and Humberto Carrillo really on the shelf. Yeah. Oh man, Danny Birch. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking it up so to figure out exactly when Humberto Carrillo is returning. I'm just confirming. The answer is May 2nd, 2021. Jesus Christ. Danny Burch is returning February 12th, May 2nd, Humberto Carrillo. Jesus Christ. On the shelf for quite a while. It's horrifying. That's that's horrifying. That sucks. Just as he yeah. was getting heating up a little bit more. Yeah. Back out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He's missing WrestleMania. <laughs> He's probably missing backlash. And I was so happy I got a miraculous recovery too. I was like, ah, oh, things might be looking up. <laughs> but but to get to get Roderick Strong to get uh Bobby Fish to come back faster, I had to pay the price of Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> <laughs> the randomizer demanded a blood sacrifice. Um, so a question here, Mikey, for you. Uh, Humberto Carrillo is obviously out of the main event segment here. Um, is is Sami Zayn going by itself? Is he going to have a new person with him? I, that might be weird, but I don't know. I, I think Sami Zayn's going by himself on this one, then. Okay, Sami Zayn by himself with a chair in the briefcase. Mm-hmm. To add more punishment, no yeah, Humberto takes out, takes out Cole with the chair, shoves him out of the ring. Thought, you know, cashes in the briefcase and then hits McIntyre with the Huluva kick. Crazy, crazy, crazy! What an ending to the season. Yeah, <laughs> this has been wrought with injuries, 
Huge, huge surprise returns, surprise title changes. Edge and Daniel Bryan, your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Sami Zayn, the new Universal. Keith Lee returns. Usos turn on Roman. Aleister Black is a lantern head. <laughs> what, what a way great, to cap it off. With What a you know, great Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. What a, historic, honestly. Yeah. Historic. Holy crap, Mikey. Hell in a Cell. This is our third Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, by the way. Jeez. This is our third Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that you and I have booked together. Yeah. That's uh, wild. Isn't it? Isn't it wild? I'm trying... I'm going to look up, like, the uh, archives. The first Hell in a Cell? Yes. Looking up the... the our first Hell in a Cell. I just want to look back... Look back in the Hell memories. Hell was the Fatal 4-Way. I believe that's correct. Was, uh, I think it was Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and AJ Styles? Uh, yes. Yes, it was. No AJ Styles on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no AJ Styles. Um, yes. The Hell in a Cell. I'm looking up. I'm going back through our archive on htppod.com to see what it is. But yes. Main event was Styles versus Rollins versus Owens versus McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Styles won, which I believe was a retention on Styles' part. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have on here? Uh, Rusev versus Elias, breaking up the Rusev day. Classic. Balor versus Nakamura. Uh, Brian versus Mike Kanellis. The Bludgeon Brothers versus The Bar in a Hell in a Cell match. Great stuff. Great stuff. Looking at our second Hell in a Cell. Going back in in, in history lane. Is that what it's called? <laughs> That's not what it's called. Um, where is our second Memory Hell in a Cell? Memory lane. Memory lane. History lane kind of works in a way. <laughs> also, you know you don't have to talk through this whole thing, right? I can just cut out while you're looking and then we can get the good parts. <laughs> no, this is the you're good not parts. You're live, Ryan. I am live. I'm always live. Do we only do one Hell in a Cell? Hold on. Why no, is it not two. here? I swear we did. I swear we did a second one. It's on the archives on the website. Uh, I, thought, I thought we did too. Me too. That's why I'm like freaking out. Oh, now, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember what we did for the second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why it's gonna be left all in. It's my 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 the egg on my face. I, I really don't remember if we did a second one anymore. <laughs> I'm like looking back, like. Oh, maybe it was a raw pay-per-view. Maybe that's why we didn't do a second. Because we did Hell in a Cell first, which would have been a SmackDown pay-per-view. Because we were still split, that would have been a raw pay-per-view. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's the... Because instead we had TLC on season two. Which was Kevin Owens versus oh Kingston versus McIntyre. So this is our TLC. second Hell in a Cell. So, yes, this is our second Hell in a Cell. God, don't I have egg on my face? Oh my God! Well, there we go, folks. Hell in a Cell in the books. We've hit them. We've hit them hard. Uh, Hell in a Cell, baby, Mikey. Th- <sighs> thoughts? <laughs> I love. I loved it. Crazy, crazy Hell in a Cell. Lots of huge moments. I thought it was awesome. End of season three, Mikey. End yeah. of season three of Hit the Books. A third season's in the books. On to season four. Uh, we'll be starting with the draft this Friday, and then we'll have a Build to Survivor series. Yeah. <laughs> which, Fun. Which, if the draft is all split up, I feel like Survivor series has the possibility to be interesting. Yep. I, I think it's going to be less about brand survival, more of like, hey, I used to fight you over on Raw. Now I want to fight you in this match. Um, also, hold on. <laughs> currently, Mikey, can we talk about currently real quickly the Survivor Series potential matches? Yeah. Uh, Sammy Zayn versus Keith Lee. Versus, I believe, Damian Priest. Bold. Very interesting. Then, what was it? I believe it yeah. was... Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. Hey, we're there still getting that match. Ryan, we did it. Uh, who's the, who would be the third? Io Shirai. Versus Io Shirai. Jesus Christ. Oh. That's going to be insane. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy crap. 
Um, what else we got here? Tommaso Ciampa versus Sheamus. Versus Sheamus. Versus, versus who's the North American champion? Who is the North American champion? Uh the video package. Number one contender for the North American Championship. Oh wait, that number. Wait, oh wait, oh I thought. Interesting. I thought that it was the video pack when Cameron Grimes was number one contenders match. It was for the NXT title. No, it's for the North American Championship apparently. Okay. So, who is the North American champion? Uh, looking it up. Is it still Kushida? It seems like it. I believe it is still Kushida. So Kushida, Tommaso Ciampa, and Sheamus. Very what a weird-ass match. Uh, then we got Roger Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Undisputed Era. Versus Edge and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Insane already. <laughs> versus Imperium? Yep. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what... It two insane matches. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh my god. What is? <laughs> oh my god. Kyle O'Reilly and Daniel Bryan are going to be in the same ring together. This is true. <laughs> Dream matches for Edge too, oh taking on. Oh, oh my god, this is going to be insane. Insane pay per view we have coming up. Survivor Series looking good. Looking pretty nice. Okay, well, let's wrap up the show. Uh, We've been teasing it for weeks. Uh, We had huge announcements. We're going to announce it since it's part of the season four. We've been prepping it for season four. Uh, Rolling out with the new show for G1 and only. Rolling out for Independent Waters. Uh, Rolling out across the network. Uh, Mikey, we're no longer Hit the Books Network. We're no longer HTB Network. What are we? Are we like fading out of existence? We are oh, fading no. out of existence. Dry in my hands, I oh, can't no. see them anymore. They're gone. My, Mikey, put your glasses back on. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> there they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are no longer hit the books network. Mikey, hit us with the announcement. All right. Well, the announcement is that we are no longer the hit the books network, like Ryan said, and we are changing our tone here to the Countout Wrestling Network. We Count are Countout Wrestling Podcast Network. We are officially Count Out Network, a brand new name, a rebranding. Uh, obviously, with new shows coming underneath us, we decided, hey, we probably can no longer be Hit the Books Network since we have a show called that. This show yeah. is still called Hit the Books. This show is Don't still Hit the it. Books. And this show is still Hit the Books. Uh, uh, the other thing is, along with Season 4, along with the new network, Hit the Books will now also get its official separate RSS feed. There'll be a count out network feed, which is what Hit the Books has generally been under. But now it's going to be separated a little bit uh, to get more shows, to get that that variety in there. We are mm-hmm. count out network. Um, you know, don't don't count us out. Is that a slogan? Nope, don't count us out. We'll uh, count you in. Yeah, that's something. There's something. There's something there. I don't know. The slogan. We're still working on the slogan. <laughs> We're still working on branding. Yeah, we're still working on the branding. Uh, yes, but we're a Countout Network. We're officially announcing it here. Uh, so obviously, you know, with Countout, we have new lines of shows. We got G1 and Only, my new show, uh, where it sort of looked at people who have wrestled in the G1 only once, um, uh, sort of t- looking at the reviewing their their matches in the G1 there. We obviously also still have Independent Waters. We also oh, have yeah. Hit the Books. Uh, plans for more shows as well, uh, but also you know if you're obviously your listener, but if you're a fellow podcaster, or if you have ideas for a podcast, it's something you've been wanting to do for a while. Hit us up. Our DMs are always open on Twitter, or you can always also email us. You can always email us um, as well. Uh, all the information obviously will be on our website uh, and all that jazz. Uh, but yeah, count out, Mikey. That's the official announcement. Count out network. Out wrestling that wrestling podcast network that is us. Yes, hello. We have we have, we have been born anew. Yes, like a phoenix and like hell, a phoenix, like a phoenix in hell. We have burnt to ash and returned once more, a different form of countout. So uh, I guess that is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. 
That is it for season three. That's a wrap on season three, everybody. All right, everyone go home, everybody. We'll see you on Friday again for the start of season four with the draft. I am terrified, but I'm excited as always. The draft episodes are always fun. Uh, if you never listen or you want to catch up or what have you, always start with a draft. I think it's always a great point to start. Or you know people who might enjoy the show. Like I said, the draft is always a great point of starting. So why not? Go listen to the draft this Friday. Mikey, what do you got to plug? I uh, got to plug that show. You mentioned earlier, Independent Waters every Wednesday. Go check that out where me and Zach Batista go through the independent wrestling scene and pull some cool, cool matches that we we think you guys haven't heard of uh, for you to check out and for our review. So go check that out every Wednesday. And also go check out the vlog over on Hit the Books podcast. Well, I guess now it's the count out network youtube channel it's gonna be there's gonna be some hiccups there's gonna be yeah, like the hiccups there but is now the count out uh network youtube channel go check out over there where we go to the collective we have we have filmed all of that we have given you all of the all of our experiences episode one is already up of our trip to indie and episode two should be up from which is just all the wrestling we watched yes <laughs> that should be up on youtube now so go check that out um. Yeah, I'm excited, folks. Get with it. G1 and only as well. Like I already said, every single Monday, reviewing yeah. the one and only G1 matches, uh, G1 appearances of wrestlers who've competed. Wait, every single Monday or every other Monday? Every other Monday. Yes, thank you, Mikey. Every other Monday that comes out. Um, so the first ever episode is going to be talking about Big Van Vader. That's tomorrow. So go check that out on the all-brand-new Countout Network. Yeah. Baby. So, yeah, get ready, folks. Excited. We'll see you next Friday or this upcoming Friday for the draft. Mikey, let's close it out. We've got two words for you. Book it. Count out. Count out. (laughs) We're dumb. What a dumb. We're dumb boys. Bye, everybody. Bye. This has been a Countout Podcast.